There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. Hope everybody is doing well out there. And uh, yes, Jim Price, Jim Price, Jim Price. Good to have you <laughs> on here, my friend. We're gonna yes, sir. We're gonna be bringing you back in in about thirty minutes. We're gonna See you in a do minute. a show right after that. And uh, before that, though, we got Dr. Kirk Elliott. Kirk, how are we doing today? I'm doing awesome. How are you? Ah, doing well, my friend. Doing well. You know, we have uh, some interesting economic numbers coming out these days. It's almost like they're being manipulated. You think? <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, we've got Biden showing that the economy is growing, that, that payrolls are going up, that wages are going up. But the reality is, okay, let's, let's try to use some common sense here. If wages were going up, if payrolls were going up, then you wouldn't have tech companies laying off by the hundreds of thousands of people, right? Literally hundreds of thousands of people. So, so something's not right, and, and when it comes to that particular issue, I would believe the companies who are, who are basically in it for their shareholders, they're trying to make a profit, they have to be honest about what they do or else they get in trouble by the SEC for fudging their numbers, right, because their stock prices are evaluation of that. So, so here's where the government is fudging the numbers. Um, inflation is persisting. That's why they have to keep raising rates. Wages are coming down or else companies would be hiring and revenues would be going up. But none of, none of this is the case, right? And to make matters worse, we've got, we've got a, a, a government that's absolutely lying to us about everything. For example, the, the phony and fake um, debt ceiling negotiations, right? I mean, for weeks, this has been political theater at its finest, as Biden and McCarthy have been arguing back and forth. And McCarthy says, you know what, we're, we're, we're not going to raise the debt. We're going to simply just not do it because we don't want to mortgage our future and future generations. And then Biden says, well, we're not negotiating, right? So, so then what happens? Biden goes to Japan. He goes to the G7 meetings because... He's more concerned about globalist talks rather than he is domestic policy because he's not really a good president. He doesn't really care about the domestic issues, but he sure does care about the, the globalist agenda and everything that they're talking about at the G7. So then he comes back, right? And what happens? All of a sudden, they decide, hey, we're going to raise the debt ceiling. And the first talks out were, were they're going to raise it $4 trillion. And I thought, oh, my word. That's the largest debt ceiling hike in the history of America. And to put that into perspective, you know, from 1776 until now, 250 years, our debt went from zero to th almost $32 trillion, right? So adding $4 trillion in one morning was going to be a really big deal. But it was actually worse than that because McCarthy forgot that the, the root word of negotiations – negotiation right <laughs> they he didn't negotiate i mean there was nothing that was actually done they they gave biden everything he wanted from a 500 to trillion dollar budget for 
which is possibly an unlawful um, bailout of, of student loans and, and mm-hmm. forgiving them. Well, why should taxpayers be, you know, why, why would we have to pay for that? The, the 70-something billion to hire all the bajillion IRS agents, they're going to be armed, by the way, and all this other garbage that was put in there. I mean, McCarthy didn't say no to anything. They just raised it. Not only that, but the root words in debt ceiling hike, they took the word ceiling out of it. They, <laughs> there is no ceiling. It's unlimited spending until the election, right? And then you're going to have some lame duck Congress after the election vote on the debt ceiling. People who are possibly voted out of office get to determine the, the debt future of America, right? Okay, that doesn't make any sense. But the fact of who gets benefited from having no spending limit during an election year. The people in power. So basically the Biden administration and everybody that's in power now says, oh, we get to spend money like there's no tomorrow. There is no ceiling. We don't have to worry about it. That's going to help the people in office, right? So so everything that was done was basically selling us down the river. It was no negotiating at all. And, and McCarthy should actually, quite honestly, be ashamed of himself. There was no negotiation. Everything up to that point was absolute political theater, them pretending like they were negotiating and fighting about the debt ceiling, when what we got was the worst scenario possible. We're just going to actually not even have a ceiling until the election, and then a lame duck Congress gets to vote on it. It's like, what? I mean, this is this is seriously bad, Josh. Yeah, this is horrible. And, you know, when we look at what McCarthy just did, this is going against what the GOP put him in place to do. This is going against the Freedom Caucus. This is going against MAGA. Um, the, the GOP establishment doesn't care anymore. They are just aligning with the uni party and moving forward. And, you know, it, it's interesting. Looking at a lot of these numbers, there was a lot of talk yesterday about the uh, – the job numbers, right? The Bureau of Labor Statistics released the job data last Friday. According to the report, seasonally adjusted total non-farm jobs rose 339,000 jobs in May. Well, the problem with this is there's two different surveys they, they get this information from. One's called the Establishment Survey. The other's called the Household Survey. The Household Survey actually takes into account real jobs that people have. The Establishment Survey only takes in jobs that are posted, and so a lot of this has to do with the Invest in America uh, motivation that Joe Biden is doing, where they're pumping billions of dollars into American companies to get them to hire. I mean, th- this is nothing more than the government paying these businesses to create jobs. And these, these yeah. jobs are getting posted, but not filled. And it's producing this false economic numbers that are showing the world that, hey, we're doing good, we're doing great. But, but the PA Fed comes out and says, no, we're in a recession. BlackRock, we're in a recession. Uh, we, we have the yield curve indicating a recession. We, we have everything indicating a recession, and all top economic advisors out there to the government are saying, we're in a recession. Well, not only that, but Deutsche Bank, you know, one of the largest banks in the world, possibly the largest bank in Europe, right? So two weeks ago now, their, their economist said uh, the percentage chance of a recession in America is 100%. <laughs> I'm like, okay, 
100%. No room for error? That's like, we're 100%. They don't say that because even if there were a slight chance that we wouldn't have one, they would have to say it. But that means we're already in a recession, which I've been telling viewers and listeners like you have for a long time. We've been in a recession since COVID. I don't care how much they fudge the numbers. What is a recession? It's declining business activity quarter after quarter after quarter, right? So we've got that. We've had that since 2020. You know, I don't care what the government says the numbers are. In reality, we've been in a recession since since the height of COVID. So what does a recession mean, Kirk? I mean, what can Americans expect as we move towards 2024 election year? Because... It appears that the establishment, and I'm no longer saying the Democrats, the establishment, the uni party, is going to try to manipulate the economy as much as possible moving into 2024 to bring support to the Democrats. So if we're truly in a depression with manipulated economic numbers, how is this going to look? Oh, well, it's it's not going to look good. I mean, what did Clinton say? It's the economy, stupid, right? People vote with their wallets. And... If people people may believe for a second that we're not in a recession until they realize, man, my neighbor lost his job. Well, I'm losing my job. What? Wait, we don't have enough money to even pay our rent. We don't have enough money to pay our, our, our mortgage or, or get food. Look what's happening with food prices. I mean, what we're seeing is a recession in the business cycle. So a recession simply means two quarters of declining economic growth in a row. Now you're in a recession, right? So, So we're there. And then what you have on top of that is inflated prices because their policy of printing money like there's no, no tomorrow, that's inflation. So when you have recession plus inflation, that word is stagflation. That's what we saw in the late 70s during the Carter years when you had rationing at the gas pump. You had interest rates that ultimately had to be jacked up to 18 percent you know, in the early 80s to try to slow down this inflation because nobody was working. And that's the worst possible policy outcome for any policymaker is people not working or being able to afford anything with higher prices. So this is what the framework that we have moving into the election is they're dealing with stagflation. And we're starting to see massive ramifications of that already. Look at AOC's town hall meeting that she had a couple weeks ago. I mean, I don't think she's ever had a town hall meeting, but she goes there and thinking, oh, her liberal supporters and her liberal precinct or whatever they they have right there, they're just railroading or just yelling. It's like, why are you paying so much attention to the people on the border when we are people here in your own voting you know, district and we don't have jobs? Why aren't you paying attention to us, right? So, so you're starting to see people now manifesting their inner feelings that tells us that there is a recession because they're bellyaching about jobs. Right. Even though politically they might say, oh, yeah, we want to open the border, we want to do this and that. Well, when it comes right down to it, it affects their jobs. Now they're really going to care. That's the net effect of a recession. Oh, God. All right. We'll be right back with more Dr. Kirk Elliott and the Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dark Delight Show. So, Kirk, heading into a recession, one thing that we've seen historically, with uh, these deep, deep recessions that eventually go into a depression is a transference of wealth. And and this happens because, 
you know, collateralized assets are then reclaimed by the banks and the banks then get consumed by the bigger banks and those assets go away. Um, there's been a lot of talk that there's going to be more banks that are going to collapse, that we're going to see a lot more movement behind the scenes, but kind of the cover-up of from the government, right? So two banks yeah. collapse. Oh, everything's okay. We're, we're fine. Everything's great. Look at these economic numbers. Oh, they're all perfect. Well, at the same time, Americans are losing their houses. Commercial real estate is at an all-time low. We have a record number of people with $0 after bills, $0 in their savings, which means that if an emergency does come, um, the SHTF, for everybody out there who knows what that means. So w- what are we thinking for the next 18 months? I mean, are they going to prop up this economy and hyper-stimulate it with, with fresh cash flows? I just saw that the, um, the I think it was the Federal Reserve, just increased the, uh, the li- liquidity, the capital limit on banks to 20%. So in order to loan money, they have to hold at least 20% of loan money um, in deposits. What, what are your thoughts? So we've seen massive upheaval in the markets after, after Silicon Valley Bank, right? So, so you had Silicon Valley Bank that went into FDIC receivership and then Silvergate and then um, Signature Bank. And then you saw that move to First Republic, which was actually a big deal because First Republic is the 14th largest bank in America. And then the, the contagion, you know, is overseas with Credit Suisse and everything else. So look at what happened when we had like five bank failures, right? Um, it was pretty big. It was massive. And you started to now hear that the FDIC is underinsured. They only have 0.7% of all deposits insured. You've got now other people get running squirrely on their banks and not knowing what's going to happen. Okay, so Weiss Research just two days ago came out with a warning. 4,243 U.S. banks and credit unions vulnerable to failure. Not five that we've already seen. 4,243. Let's say that those really brilliant economists at Weiss Research are, are stupid. And they're absolutely dumb, and they're 99% wrong, okay? That's still, what's nine? What's 1% of 4,243? It's like 43. We do mm-hmm. 43 bank failures if they're 99% wrong. And look what we saw with this five. So the problem is, why do banks run out of money? And why do banks fail? Well, for three reasons. Number one, they have bad investments. They're investing in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, real estate companies like we are. Right? They just invest in the same thing, just with our money that we think is safe in the checking account. They're using that to invest as well. Secondly, their, their withdrawals coming out are greater than their deposits going in. That's why banks fail. Right? So when you've got Biden's economic policies, wages coming down, don't believe the numbers from the payroll reports. I mean, I think they're phony baloney. Um, people aren't working. People aren't making as much. So therefore, they're having to pull more money out of the banks just to survive just to live on, right? And so to maintain their living expenses. So what we're going to see is more and more bank failures coming. I mean, Weiss has been doing this for about 30 or 40 years. They're really good at, at identifying banks. And people can go to their website and, you know, look at, at, you know, Weiss research ratings and look and see what your bank is rated at. And 
how many assets, how many liabilities, how many underperforming loans, how many non-performing loans. You can look at all that information. It's all public record. And it's like, oh, my word. I was looking at it, Josh, and, and there's, there's hardly any safe banks in the country. Hmm. Right? The funny thing is, though, about Weiss is they, they said that Chase was a relatively safe bank. Why? Well, because they're getting all the government stimulus money to buy out the medium banks and buy out the small banks, right? So, so it's like, oh my word! Now you, you, you're feeding the beast, right? And when you go into this stuff, but here's where I think things start to get even a little bit worse for everybody, like or a lot of it worse. And you're an expert in this area of of cryptocurrency and and these kind of things. So, the Bank of International Settlements, which is the bank of all banks, right? I mean, they're these are all kind of banks globally start to report to. So, and the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, they're gearing up to introduce new global central bank digital currency. Like, we've got the FedNow app in America with our Federal Reserve. You've got the BRICS nations that have their central bank digital currency. 110 other central banks moving in this direction, which is complete loss of freedom. Now, theirs, you know, through their system is called the Unicoin or the UMU which is going to be the umbrella to all central bank digital currencies around the world to actually act for what? Quick cross-border transactions using digital currencies. This is their marketing place. Like, we want to make finance quicker and easier. But what is that? In my words, it's a cashless society, right? This is where they're going. So you've got now two projects that they're working on. Project Icebreaker, which dealt specifically with creating a Swift-like bottleneck. So Swift is the messaging mechanism that allows for all international bank wires or domestic bank wires. If you're not part of the SWIFT program, you're not getting money from the banks. So what do they want to do? They want to allow global banks to regulate and eventually homogenize or bring together mm-hmm. all currencies into a single one-world exchange model that gives them the power to cut off any nation or company that doesn't meet their ideological approval. Secondarily, the BIS, and you can go to their website, go to Bank of International Settlements, front and center, Project Aurora. There's a video on it. They're bragging about it, which is even worse and more disturbing because this, uh, the implications of this are using AI and machine learning to monitor all financial transactions. Every individual, every company, in every bank, and every country, <laughs> right? They want to open the doors to AI monitoring everything, which is what's the creepy part about that? Not that that's creepy enough. But they now have to have coordination with every bank, and every bank has to say, if we want real-time monitoring of your data and your banking transactions, your bank is giving them the information to do just that, to Mm -hmm. some international governmental organization. It's like, oh, my word, we're moving headlong at full speed into this cashless society where you're going to lose control and privacy of your finances before you know it. Oi, Kirk. This situation isn't good, and we know that the globalists, they're, they're trying to implement this one-world government. In order to do that, they first have to set up the architecture and the foundation for digital currency, CBDCs, and everything that we're seeing now. The FedNow system is the first part of this. What can Americans out there right now listening to this show do to protect themselves against financial collapse, against economic destruction? that we see on the horizon because we know they're going to move towards some type of event that is going to put everybody in a highly vulnerable state. What, what, what can we do? Well, it, number one, you, you should start getting out of debt, right? Because if you carry any debt, you're going to almost be 
a slave into their system because they're going to force you to make your debt payments be in their system, right? So I would start getting out of debt, but, but investing-wise, there's a great way where you can actually get out of the system, pull your money out, go into to tangible assets like silver to do one of two, a couple of things, actually. Number one, you're not a digital slave in their manufactured digital world that they're creating where they can control every aspect of your life and what you can buy or sell. But secondarily, is there change and chaos and uncertainty and movement towards a new global monetary system? There's a flight for quality that happens, which is why silver has been booming in price. You know, over the last four weeks, it's up literally about 20% over the last six months, up over 40% over the last three years, it's up over 110%. See, that's great. People should smile about that in a world where they're afraid about their stock market coming down, their bonds coming down, all of that stuff. So if we move into safety, you, you, that'll put a smile on your face. You move into growth, that puts a smile on your face. See, people don't have to be operating out of a complete state of fear in this market when you allocate correctly. Right. So gold and silver, this is the way to go. If people want to get a hold of you, what, what does your firm do? What, do? what do you guys help them with? So we can help with the transactions. You know, because when, when somebody calls in, they'll talk to one of my amazing client concierge team. They'll ask you questions about what your goals are, what you want to do, what your aspirations are, what your fears are. And then it set you up with one of our advisors, myself and one of my advisors, where we'll start to go deep and, and set up a strategy to move you forward with prosperity and success and safety, right? And that'll put a smile on your face. So we can handle the buying and the selling of physical silver or gold, but I would do silver right now. We also act as like a, a consultant or a coach to get you into the right place at the right time by setting up that strategy. So we handle both. Perfect. Well, Kirk, I urge people to go out there, give you a call. <clears throat> Can you give us uh, your, your phone your phone number, 720-605-3900 for anybody who wants to give Dr. Kirk Elliott and his team a call? 720-605-3900 or go to the website getgoldtoday.com getgoldtoday.com fill out that form below and uh, Dr. Kirk Elliott's team will be in touch with you in within a few days Kirk, thank you so much my friend we will talk to you next week always a pleasure take care we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this guys Dark Delight on the WYSL stations alright, back to the Dark Delight Show and uh, <laughs> we, we live in absolutely crazy times. And, you know, we have the 4th of July coming up. And I'll tell you, out of all the holidays, I, I think we have, like, seasonal holidays, right? Christmas is winter, and, you know, Memorial Day is in the spring, and then 4th of July is in the summer. But 4th of July just happens to be, like, my absolute favorite holiday. I just absolutely love that time of year. And, uh... I don't know if you knew this, but I, I broadcast this show from my home in Minnesota. And uh, every year, I come up to the Rochester area uh, to visit family, because i got a lot of family out in that area. I grew up in the, the Caledonia area, in Livingston County. And uh, this year, I'll be coming out to, uh, to New York. We'll be uh, out in Avon and Caledonia area, but July 2nd, Sunday, July 2nd. Jim Price and I, Jim's going to make the trip from, uh, <laughs> from Kansas, so pretty, pretty long drive for him as well. But uh, Jim Price is going to be coming out there, and we're going to be doing an event on July 2nd, Sunday, 
at the Beachcomber in Canisius Lake from noon to 3. I, I, I want you to write this down. Right, noon to 3, July 2nd, Beachcomber, Canisius Lake. If you're going to be in town and you're not camping and you're not barbecuing that day and, and you got some time, come on out and say hi. Come on out, meet us. You know, you can, if you can't get the call in to ask us the question, you can ask us in person. But come out, hang out with us, help us celebrate the 4th of July on July 2nd. Um, you can find more information about this on the WYSL Facebook page as well as the Red Pill Project Facebook page. The event is tagged at the top. But uh, it would be good to see all of you guys. So looking forward to that. I'm going to be in New York State and always good to get back home. Uh, Unfortunately, New York State isn't what it was or used to be. And uh, luckily, Western New York is predominantly red, which is nice. I I, I love the the country suburban settings. Jim, do we have Jim? Bingo. Jim Price. How are you doing? <laughs> Sorry about that, man. I'm doing good. I just, uh, the, the old, uh, we were talking that whole time. Everything was great. And all of a sudden, it just, I had to restart the old uh, computer there. So I'm fine now. Well, I tell mm-hmm. you what, technology is here to help us. I know this thing is the greatest thing ever. Ooh-wee. Anyway. Hey, what's going on? What's going on in your world, man? Well, what's going on mm-hmm. in my world? You know, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. happening in the world. But most importantly, you know, we have this uh, this fight for freedom that's going on. I don't know if you've seen this. Is that I haven't really read anything on freedom. What does that mean? Yeah, no, no. The the Constitution is a new thing. The Constitution, (laughs) the United States is under attack by both political parties. They kind of abandoned their posts and they said, we don't care. We're a uniparty now and we're going to attack the Constitution from all sides. We're no longer listening to the people. We listen to corporations. We're a democracy, Josh. Yeah, we're a democracy. 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 Mob rule. It's the uh, leadership. The will leadership, of the not group servants, is more than the rights of the individual, right? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, opposite world of everything the Constitution tells me. But uh, you know, whatever. This is a. Uh, that's. Hey, by the way, let me. Uh, let's go to the dam talk. Let's talk about dams. Um, I want to talk about dams damned because if you do, damned if you don't. I I see that coming. You know, I was at the uh, the damn pharmacy the other day, and uh, they didn't have my <laughs> damn pills, but that's fine. Listen, <laughs> this whole uh, Ukraine blowing up their own dam and then telling wait, the wait, world. Wait, hold on, now, hold on. It was, it was Russia, wait. Jim. Russia did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, my first no, day no, here this, on this Earth, so what, you're going to have to catch me up. <laughs> this, is what, this is what all the congressmen and senators are saying. I this know, is what mocking. Ukraine's saying. Why wouldn't we believe Ukraine? Uh, this is oh, what uh, the, all the news media is saying. Russia did it. Oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Um, what? Okay, so why is it then also at the same time that the dam blows up, does Russia or America then start blaming Ukraine for the Nord Stream explosion? When we have already had a whistleblower come forward that talked about the debt, uh, debt packs they put on there and, uh, during the training operation six months prior, and then we detonated them. Like, what? how is it the Ukraine... We didn't blow up their own dam, but then Ukraine did blow up the Nord Stream. Which, <laughs> but but do you notice wait. that when they came out and said that Ukraine blew up the Nord Stream pipeline, no mainstream need, me, news media outlet covered that, and it was on like they the fourth wanna... page in the papers. And then what? also, you know, it, and they knew about it two months prior. But the right. dam. L- let's talk about the dam, okay? Because this this is kind of important. <laughs> Right, it is. It is. So Russia Watch built the, the dam. It's in Russia-occupied mm-hmm. territory. It provides its hydroelectric dam that provides electricity to Crimea, which is a Russian okay. ally. 
Um, right. And the re- blowing up of this dam does nothing to benefit Russia whatsoever. But yet you're seeing everywhere that Russia are terrorists. Russia did this. You know, yeah. if people, if people want to sit here and honestly believe this garbage, right. there, there's a video circulated out there of Lindsey Graham talking to Zelensky. Oh, yeah. And I he, saw that. He, he's saying, he goes, you know, yep, lots of dead Russians. Best money we've lots ever spent. Lots of dead Ruskies. Yeah. Yeah, lots Ours. of dead Russians. Best money we've ever spent. Like, what? This is a U.S. senator that also called for the assassination of Vladimir Putin? This man needs to be removed from all of his positions. Yeah. And Donald he, Trump he, supports he is, this man. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. That's that math right there. I don't understand that. I don't get it. Well, and, and you know, you get to see that people's true colors because Nikki Haley has come out and like, we need to stop Russia. Oh my God. If you stand with Ukraine, you stand with the world. And no, like CNN just ran an article on the mm-hmm. symbolism, Nazi symbolism of Ukraine and tried to justify it. What? You didn't what? see this. <sighs> No, no, no! I missed this it, one. What are we? Sorry, it's a Washington Post. Washington Post. Okay, okay. But but now yeah, that... they 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 ran this article about the symbolism of Ukrainians and and how it's Nazi symbolism. But that's okay because it was during the World War II and it was a different time and you know the banderas rose up and, and yeah, it, it is that symbolism. But it's part of their culture and their history. Wait. Well, I thought that's what Antifa was fighting against, and BLM was the the Nazis, the neo-Nazis, the extremists, the right extremists. Now, the New York Post is on our side? Wait, I thought we were the bad... What? I thought we were Nazis. Are, who's Nazis? Are we Nazis? Or are they... Who's the Nazis here? Because I thought we were basically everybody... <laughs> it's like, so Ukrainians can play Nazi, but we are Nazis? Or wait, are there... What? Let's see. If they're playing Nazi, but I'm being accused of being a Nazi, but I'm not a Nazi, then who? What is a Nazi? I don't. What anyway. is a Nazi? Hmm. What is a Nazi? I mean, what are we just saying? German soldier at that point? You are the part of the German soldiers. You no, know, now you're a Nazi. What do we call all military American fighters? What do we call them? Do they have a special name for like generalized term of American soldiers? What do we do well, for them? German Listen, does. I mean, when, when we start Nazi. talking about Nazi these days, it's not military mm. establishment. What, what what it is is a political movement that has established itself within various different countries at high level positions. That that's who mm. the Nazis are these days, at least in my opinion. All right, all right, okay, I'm with you. Um, but the but sad part of it Nazis is, is what always been. What have the Nazis always been, Jim? What they've have always they always been, been? Yeah, they've been the industrialists. They've been right, right. They've been the industrialists. They've been the right. globalists. They've been the elitists. And so this is uh, New York. Sorry, New York Times admits Nazi symbolism at the heart of Ukraine army. 
So Ukrainian soldiers are displaying Nazi iconography on their uniforms. New York Times has finally accepted that, even admitting that diplomats, Western journalists, and advocacy groups avoid making mention of it, therefore allowing it to spread. The Army photos highlighting the Ukrainian military's complicated relationship with Nazi imagery, a relationship forged under both Soviet and German occupation during World War II, the Times reported, echoing this kind of reporting for uh, the National Pulse is talking about this. An example of the Black Sun symbol, which appeared in the castle of the Reichsführer, the SS Heimat Himmler, regularly appearing on uniforms of Ukrainian soldiers. Both corporate and social media have gone to extreme lengths to cover for the Nazis and neo-Nazi activity at the heart of Ukraine's war effort. But nobody cares. The post comes out and says that, hey, look, you know, the Azov, yeah, they, they have these Nazi connections, but, but they're good people fighting against the Russians. Right. <laughs> do, do these people read this stuff out loud in a group before they actually print this stuff? No, they print it on they, the third page. Because when when two years down the road... And they're being like, well, why didn't you tell the people this? Like, we did. It was on the third page. Here you go. I don't understand That's all, folks. So, okay. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff. And, you know, one thing that we haven't talked about a lot is the pandemic stuff. So, going back, finishing up that topic right there with the dam. Okay. The dam is critically important. They're going to try to pin this on Russia because they want to get NATO involved in this war. The United States needs World War III to break out to cover up all the criminality, corruption, so the people don't revolt against them. And so what we're seeing here right now is they're going to try to pin this on Russia, civilians affected, and NATO countries affected. Um, I'm waiting for the rhetoric to come out. I haven't seen too much of it because immediately when this happened, we knew that it was Ukraine who did it. Um, so hopefully that comes out soon. People retract their statements, and we get that. Yeah. All right, we're going to go real quick to the lines. Dan from Leroy. Dan, what's up, man? How you doing, fellas? Yeah, I, I'm just, uh, I just want to give you kudos for, for uh, being wise enough to realize what's going on with the Russia game. You know, Putin, something people don't realize, Putin, since he's been in office, has authorized and, and pushed for the rebuilding of thousands of churches that were destroyed during the Bolshevik and, and communist uh, occupation of that area. Mm-hmm. And the same forces that are, that are trying to tamp him down because of his Christian uh, forward uh, agenda are the same ones that are doing the same thing here, are trying to normalize criminality and and bizarre sexual behavior, etc. It's an undermining of the, of the of our societies. It's a, an attack from within. And we really need to get people on board with paying attention to it so we can thwart it. Thanks. I'll listen. Dan, appreciate that. You're absolutely right. And, and you guys are welcome because you know what? Putin might be a dictator. He might be a ruthless dictator who kills people that oppose his rule. Um, and listen, everybody has their, their time in history. He might have horrible politics. I, I, I don't live in Russia. We, what we get is we get America propaganda on what's happening in Russia. You know, during um, the, the, the Cold War, Russians believed that Americans lived in absolute poverty and shacks and huts because mm-hmm. that's what their government fed them. And we believe that exactly the same about the Russians, that the Russians 
lived in absolute poverty and, and bread lines and soup lines. And this None of this was actually true. And so we right. have to be very careful what we believe. But what we're seeing in the sense of the character and the actions of Russians right now is that they're a highly Christian nation that are seeking to restore order to their area and remove this globalist Nazi infiltration of evil that is trying to basically get rid of a moral and ethical foundation and remove Judeo-Christian values from Eastern Europe. And so right. Russia is standing up against that. And I support Russia in all of that. So appreciate that call, Dan. Um, man. If Lindsey, Lindsey Graham hates him, I love him. Anyway. If on. Lindsey Graham hates him, <laughs> I love him. All right, we're going to go to a commercial break. We'll be right back with more Dr. Light Show right to this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, bring him on. Bring, bring him Jim on. Price on. Bring him on. Bring that guy so, in here. Yeah. We have the Russian. Should I talk about my love affair with Lindsey Graham? I yeah, mean, we'll talk about your love Putin. affair with Lindsey Graham and <laughs> your, your secret trips down to North Carolina. Um, one thing I wanted to talk so, about is the World Health Organization. Oh, those guys? So there's been a lot of news coming out that is not being publicly released. Mm-hmm. So number one, the World Health Organization has adopted the standardization of the EU um, vaccine passport. And it just so happens that if you go back a few years and you look at the EU's vaccine passport, it has right. multiple points of expansion that basically align with everything from ID 2020. <laughs> Which is the global ID, global ID 2020. So basically it comes in in your credit score, social media accounts, bank accounts, everything gets implemented in there. And the World Health Organization just adopted this. As well as the World Health Organization just finished up the treaty agreements to where, you know, they can take over a country's medical freedom during the plight of a pandemic. So put those two together and people can begin to see a picture forming here. The World Health Organization goes in the countries when a pandemic and takes over basically all freedom, can lock down the country, and everybody has to abide by their protocols, suspend their rights and freedoms, and start issuing these medical passports. Well, then Tedros about two weeks ago came out and said that we are very close to another pandemic, that another pandemic's going to come in the next five years, and this one's going to be a thousand times more deadlier. You know, Jim, mm. I, I, I've looked at the history of pandemics. Right. And um, typically, you get one about every uh, century, every hundred years. Right. Once a generation, yeah. maybe, right? Cycle. Yeah. And we just had one in 2019, 2020. And so, you know, a person historically looking at this, statistically looking at this, would say that we got about another 100 years before another one comes around. But Tedros of the World Health Organization say, no, 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 no. You're going to have one in the next few years. Right. Okay? Next few years. And it's going to be a thousand times more deadly. How would he know this unless, unless, I mean, he knows that it's a thousand times more deadlier, Jim. How does he know oh, it's yeah. a thousand times more deadlier? I mean, you got various different things coming out there. You have the SPARS in 2018, which was a global exercise with another uh, SARS-CoV-2 experiment. If you listen to Dr. David Martin, who talked about this uh, to the EU Parliament last week, he was saying that SARS, SARS the virus, was created by man. This was created mm-hmm. in a lab. All of SARS was created in a lab. These are weaponized coronaviruses. Right. And now we're seeing, you know, that... They had the SPARS outbreak. Okay, that's one. And we just had uh, 
Catastrophic Contagion Exercise on October 22nd, 2022. And this one deals with a, um, an adenovirus that goes into the gut and starts killing the majority of children it infects. It, it infected 1 billion people globally. And, and this is a global exercise, so it's a simulation. And it killed 100 million children on the planet. And, and this is what they're, they're practicing for these global exercises. And so when he comes out and says that it's going to be 1,000 times more deadly, well, you're, hmm. you're talking about a few billion people dying. Well, isn't that right. what the conspiracy theorists have been talking about for the longest time with a depopulation <laughs> event? I mean, you can't make this stuff up. It's like the WHO is Damn. listening to our shows and going, oh, let's create this scenario or create this scenario. Whoa, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we'll do it now. This will be the one. I. So now you wonder why we talk about the parallel economy, right? Why we say there's other things you should be doing or looking at to get yourself free from this system that you don't have to depend on them. If you depend on them for anything, then what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to comply to whatever it is they want so you can get your blood pressure medication, your your insulin, or your food, or your internet. I mean, what are you going to trade off? Your soul? What currency do you have against the globalists that they want that they're going to give you what you need? Your soul! Well, listen, so yeah. what this tells me, guys, is if history is any sign, is that we are moving into a, a condition on this planet to where there is going to be absolute chaos. They, their crimes are coming to the surface. Their crimes are – their crimes are corruption. Their treason against humanity is all coming to the surface. The truth is being revealed. It's moving from dark into the light. And here's the thing is that's dangerous for their power base so they cannot allow the people of the world to see that because then they will be crushed and they'll lose their power. And like I said before is it will scorch this earth before they ever allow that to happen. So we are most likely going to be heading into World War III, global economic collapse, and another pandemic. Within the next five years, you will see all three of those things begin to uncover themselves. Right now, the United States military, from people that we've heard, people on the ground, is uh, bringing back into active service all types of old military gear that are being moved for potential deployment to the Philippines area and Eastern Europe, Poland most preferably, which means that you'll have a, a reminiscence of World War II, the Eastern Front, and then Southeast Asia. So history right. does repeat itself, people. Be very cautious and vigilant. Understand your surroundings. Understand that if another pandemic does come, um, my recommendation, and I don't even know where to begin with this, is don't ever get a vaccine. Don't fall under yeah. the medical tyranny. Don't let anybody in your door. Keep your kids out of school. And if you have land far off in the middle of nowhere with a cabin on it and electricity, get there. <laughs> that's, Look up that's, resveratrol. Look up resveratrol. Well, Find out what resveratrol is all about. And resveratrol. Go into this. What, what does that have to do with viruses? Vaccines? Um, because these are like HCQ and ivermectin. Resveratrol is also in there with keeping yourself and your immune system uh, where it should be. Oh, wow. Good, good news. Yeah. yeah, vitamin D3. There's there's tons of stuff that you can find. I think Jim's got some stuff on his website as well, thejimpriceshow.com, that you can check out in the sense of supplementation. But we don't know what this, this, this next thing is, so we got to be very careful in the sense of how we say, uh, you know, well, anyways, strengthen your immune system. Hey, Jim's going to be joining you the next hour. Oh, I yeah. am out of here for the day. Uh, much yes, love, sir. respect. God bless you guys. Hope you guys all have a great day. We're going to see you guys tomorrow. 
Jim, enjoy the next hour. Take care. See you, buddy. Thank you. There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the new world order. All right, welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. I'm your host, your Jim Price. In the second hour, your extended lunch hour here at WYSL. Thank you guys so much for being here. You know, we, we were talking a lot about, you know, just this whole Ukraine, you know, the, the, the dam thing falling apart. You know, it just so happened that it's in Russian-controlled territory. It just so happened that it supplies, you know, power to Russia's allies. It just so happens to be flooding out a lot of innocent people, so, again, guys, the definition here, this whole thing, you want to wrap it up in one little cute little bow at the top. You say, well, it's easier to kill you than deal with you. And so this is what we're doing. Uh, there is some things coming out, and this is going to get worse for a lot of people. And I, I'm sad to say that you know, so many of us have gotten caught up in the shiny object of fighting over things that we shouldn't. We should be better than this. But uh, here's something that is just coming out from inst- – this is coming out from a Jeff Horowitz – now, Jeff Horowitz is a writer. He writes, uh, and, and, it's as, and from Catherine Blunt. Uh, this is from the, uh, this, this is an article. I'm just going to go out with this. I'm going to read what it has to say, and I'll let you guys, I'm going to talk about it after I read it. Instagram connects vast pedophilia network. The meta units systems for fostering communities have guided users to child sex content. Company says it's improving internal controls. Now, these are the same people that if you bother to put an image up of a weapon, you bother to put, put a word up there about Aunt Killery or whatever it is, man, they will pop you in a second. You can't even post it, but they can't figure out how to slow down the pedophilia. Now, I'm not, I'm not, this, is, this is not me imagining this. This is – I actually experienced this. Okay, I've been uh, – I had my Facebook page went to 10 million people, and I've had a lot of – you know, I've had the bots. I've had the abuse. I've had all those things. I've seen the different rhythms. But the sad thing is, even – I have a new page, the, you know, Jim Price, or you go to the Jim Price Show uh, on Facebook, or you can go to um, Twitter, uh, the Jim Price Show. You can go to Clout Hub. By the way, guys, do you guys even know about Clout Hub? C-L-O-U-T-H-U-B.com, clouthub.com. I know the CEO over there. He doesn't censor. You guys can say whatever you want. Cloudhub.com. Go look me up over there. I also have my own channel where I put all my videos, channel 149. But listen here, guys. Listen. There, I'm on, so I'm on, uh, I'm going to finish it up the list. Our Twitter, Facebook, Clouthub. Um, I am on Instagram. My personal one's out there. Uh, I'm on iTunes, Spotify, you know, all that stuff. I'm on uh, True Social, and I, I don't like True Social, guys. Really, that doesn't fascinate me. But anyway... Now, Facebook has been around for 20 years, and they still suck. They still can't seem to get it together. 
They still have a problem. They're still working on their algorithms. They're air quoting. I'm working on my algorithm to help improve internal controls because Facebook is so far out of control that they just don't even know what's going on. But yet they can ding you. They dinged me for a Star Spangled Banner post. I took a YouTube video. This guy did this rendition of of how Francis Scott Key was reading, uh, writing the declaration. Boy, I'm really messing this up. He was writing the Star Spangled Banner on the boat, and the guy who did the rendition that was nine years old on YouTube, at the time I posted it back in 2019 when I was doing my radio show there, and I was at my radio show. That's when I first started was on radio. And uh, the, I, when I get, I, you know, I put it out there, I'm, I'm proud of this thing. I'm like, yeah, it's Star Spangled Banner, you know. And there was no such thing as shadow banning or fact-checking at that time. And boom, I get fact-checked, and all of a sudden I'm lost by monetization, blah, blah, blah. All this stuff just like, boom, just crushes my site. Now, they were able to say that LeadStories.com, an ex-CNN producer who is paid by ActBlue, by the way, said that the Star Spangled rendition on YouTube was factually inaccurate. Now, I want you to listen very closely what this gentleman said. This ex-CNN editor said about the Star Spangled Banner rendition that when the guy said, as the, as the prisoners knelt at the bottom of the boat and prayed throughout the night, he said that was factually inaccurate because the prisoners were below deck. And he dinged my, fa- my Facebook page. I lost monetization. I lost all that stuff because of a Facebook or a YouTube uh, video that had been up for nine years. Nine years on YouTube. But yet I post it, and he's saying it's factually inaccurate because the prisoner's below deck, not at the bottom of the boat. This is what they do, guys. This is how ridiculous they are. But they were able to do that to me. But they're saying today, in 2023, this happened in 2019. 2023, some four years later, 20 years after the birth of Facebook, they're still not able to control things internally. They're working on it. This is their words. Company says it's improving internal controls. Instagram, the popular social media site owned by Meta. Did you notice that Facebook changed their their name shortly after uh, the 2020 election? (laughs) You know why, right? Because they're trying to maintain the ownership of that when this all goes down. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Okay, helps connect and promote a vast network of accounts openly devoted to the uh, commission and purchase of underage sex content, according to investigation by the Wall Street Journal, and researchers at Stanford University and the University of Massachusetts, pedophiles have long used the Internet, but unlike the forums and the file transfer services that cater to to these people um, who have interest in illicit content, Instagram doesn't merely host these activities. Its algorithms promote them. Instagram doesn't merely host these activities. Its algorithms promote them. Listen to me. Instagram is owned by uh, Facebook. This is a problem for me, folks. These people will go out and put you guys, you know, put you in Facebook jail for saying like, you know, I don't like this. I don't like that. Freedoms of this or freedoms of that. And they'll shut you down. But their algorithms promote it. Instagram connects pedophiles and guides them to content sellers via recommendation systems that excel at linking those who share niche interests, the journal and the academic researchers found. Now, this is a Stanford University 
and and University of Pan, uh, Massachusetts are uh, Amherst and the Wall Street Journal. So you got three different sources all working on this, and they all came to the same conclusion. Now here's the sad part: did they did they tone this down? Did they actually tell the truth about everything on it, or did they say, well, you know, they they link them? But did they go as far as to find out if Instagram is allowing for the purchases to happen on their site? Did they go ahead and see if that allows for transference of some equity back and forth, some type of exchange of of, um, monetary means? We don't know that. So we don't know that maybe just maybe this was what they had to bother. They bothered to come up with this because they had to come up with a story. But maybe there's more. The sad part of it is, is this is how disingenuous this whole thing really, really is. When they sit there and tell you that they, they're they working on improving internal controls. Internal, so wait, which ones are those? The ones where you bother to get this under control? I Guys, I have on my Facebook page, and I don't know what other gentlemen face this on their daily, but on my Facebook page and on my Twitter I get somewhere between one to two on Facebook and about one to three on Twitter requests from females that are either of the same Norwegian girl or the same Asian lady. And once in a while, I get a a couple others mixed in there. But this AI image of whatever it is they're portraying as this, it is repeating over and over and over and over again. And it's how is it that Facebook, I go in and try to create a Facebook page, and it's almost like pulling hair to, for me just to create one, and I'm an American. I got, here's my address, here's my email, here's my verifiable this and that. I'm getting fake, I'm getting fake accounts that are only one and two hours old, friend requesting me, pushing information to me, wanting me to go to WhatsApp, which again, WhatsApp is actually part of uh, Facebook, guys. When you guys go out there and you think you guys are going out there and you know you're talking on WhatsApp and um, this whole thing like you know like oh WhatsApp it's you know it's secret well that's owned by Facebook <laughs> so anyway um, it, it, this is really um, this is really what is really bothering me is that I have these people who are constantly messaging me with these new accounts these bots pushing trying to get me to friend them. Going out, duplicating other people's profiles, you know, doing all that stuff. I'm constantly blocking these. I block counts all day long. But yet, yet the disingenuous statement that comes out of this is that, you know, the company says it's improving internal controls. It's really trying. 20 years later, and we're just trying to, we're just trying to get better, guys. It's just been a hard time, you know. We just the internet is so crazy. I don't know how to do this. Just like the fact that they have Facebook executives have said those influencers who suddenly lost a lot, like myself. You can still find my old Facebook page out there has like one hundred and forty six thousand followers on it. Um, they move the screen over two decimal points. So if you had if you had ten million people, well, they move it over to I've only got a hundred thousand people. Do you see how this works? Now, they can do that. They can make it to where I go from 10 million people to 100,000 people by moving what is exposed on the screen, but they can't control this whole pedophilia thing. These, these guys are such computer whizzes. They are so amazing at computering, you know, just working through the hack and just... that they're using Instagram. Hey, I've been 
to market their stuff on. And that's how they're escaping their algorithms and their internal controls. Anyway, guys, i got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. There are a bunch of liars out there. Anyway, all right, I'm Jim Price, the Dark Delight Show. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you guys for being here at Extended Lunch Hour. This is, I mean, this is the lunacy in which we live in, right, where we, we have them gaslighting us. Oh, we're just trying so hard over here at Facebook. Oh, this trillion-dollar corporation we have here is just, we barely know how to do it. Then you got Elon Musk over there going, see you guys, I need about a third of you. And uh, and he's actually the the algorithms are working better. It's more cleaned up, less bots. I and I but I still get the friend requests over there. So that part he's got to work on on the uh, creating of new accounts. But you know they, they all here's the crazy thing: all the new accounts on Twitter I get always want me to go to WhatsApp. Always want me to go out. What's is a Facebook app? So do we have? Facebook bots creating Twitter accounts to drag people away from Twitter to go back to Facebook apps. <laughs> wow. Oh, I don't know, man. Sounds like there's something there. Uh, let's see. We've got an article here. Yournews.com says, The Great Reset. Biden administration is preparing to target Americans. If you haven't heard that before, you're living under a rock. Oh, wait. It gets better. Wait, there's more. Jenny. Gas furnaces amid stove crackdown. So that right where there, guys, you know that old gas heat that you have where that natural gas comes on and and it just starts warming up those little tubes and then the air whooshes past it and it goes through the rest of your house and warms your whole home and it does it fairly cheap cheaply. Not like those old, uh, not like the old gas, not the old oil burning stoves or you know some of the wood burning or just the, even the electric. I lived in Arizona. I can tell you what an electric furnace is. It sucks. It smells when it takes off because those coils heat up and cool down and heat up and cool down. And whatever's on there, they kind of burn each time they cycle on. And it's expensive. Yeah. What what you guys uh, sitting up there, get a little a bit of that uh, lake effect snow rolling in. You got to turn the old electricity on. But, oh, wait, there's none any there or there's not enough there because we got to charge our electric car because it's going to freeze during the winter, too. But this is what they're talking about. The administration is expected to soon finalize regulation restricting which home gas-powered furnaces consumers are able to purchase in the future. Now, um, which one of you, which one of you bozos out there, asked the question? Hey, can we address the pollution and the and the efficiency of a gas furnace? Okay, so which what you guys need to step forward because we need to pull you out of the crowd. And then we're going to have to work, sit down and work with you for a while to let you understand how ridiculous this was to ask this question. Now, I don't think anybody's out there asking for their gas stoves and their and their natural gas furnaces to be taken from them in any way. But someone's out there answering a question that was never asked, and this question is going to destroy you. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, let's say your furnace goes out, but everybody's switching over to electric. Are we going to have enough electric stoves produced to be able, electric furnaces produced to be able to replace the the furnace that just went out? Are they going to create restrictions on gas furnaces that have now made it to where if you have so many CFMs, cubic feet per minute, or the BTUs coming out of it are this, or there's not enough capture that? 
Here's the crazy part, guys. Did you know you could get a 99% efficient gas furnace? Did you know that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're available. They're not, I mean, they are a little more expensive. They cost more. But it literally pulls all the heat out of the flame and puts it into the air of the house. Now, listen to the words coming out of my face here. They have 99% efficient gas furnaces that capture 100% or 99% of the heat from the flame to put that into your house so that you can actually take a PVC pipe and just put it out the side of your house like a, like a, like a dryer vent. And that's all, boop, and you can put your hand up there. It's like, oh, that's warm air. And that's all that comes out of it. Now, think about how efficient that is. I don't know. 99% of the heat is taken out of the gas and then put back into my house. That seems to be fairly efficient. Need to get rid of that. Natural gas is one of the most prevalent things on Earth. Our Our planet, our planet, our planet produces natural gas. Our gland, our I am. Hey, English is my first language, so I went to public school. Don't blame me. Um, natural gas, helium, petroleum, all these things are produced naturally in the Earth's crust. Go talk to a geologist; he'll tell you everything that you're learning from the news is absolutely a lie. They are not being honest with you. They're making you scared of your own farts. That's really what this is about. Now, this is what your government's going to do for you. Someone went out and said, hey, what do we got to do? Um, so let's, let's read what uh, Ben has to say here. It says, this, uh, this is a classic example of one-size-fits-all, says Ben, a senior fellow at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. I didn't know there was a thing. He told uh, Fox News, every home is different. Every homeowner is different, and people are best off having a wide range of choices. They can work with their contractors to make the best decision for their home and their circumstances. Yeah, because some people put pecs. In their floor. Yeah, they use that plastic tubing in their floor and they heat the concrete up and then the concrete then warms up the room and then that room then warms up the room above it. Some people do it that way. Some people do it with radiators and they're used to that and they like the little tink, 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 tink that goes on in the radiators. And then there's some people that do prefer the electric and then some people that want the gas forced air. Some people want to use wood because their situation is theirs, and that's called freedoms and liberties. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it, and you, your opinion doesn't matter to me. I shall do what I do. I'm going to do me. You do you. The efficiency standard would effectively outlaw non-condensing furnaces, and condensing alternatives would be the only ones available, uh, Lieberman says. Uh, those, are more, uh, those are more efficient, but they cost more, and the installation costs could be a big problem for some houses that are not capable uh, or compatible with the condensing furnaces. Again, here we have a problem. We have a situation where it doesn't matter. Square peg, round hole, get a bigger hammer. Make those people comply. You shall comply that way because I know cause this is how we're going to. Who, again, doesn't the free market. Uh, okay, guys, I'm not a capitalist. Everybody just turns the radio off right there. Click. We just heard a huge click out of New York. I'm not a capitalist. I'm a free market guy. I'm all about free market. I don't care. Capitalism isn't my thing. Free market. That means I exchange goods and services and monetary value that I see fit and necessary. So if I want, if I have a bushel of carrots and I want to trade that for five gallons of oil to change my oil in my truck, then I can do that. 
If I want to give a guy a truckload of carrots that I grew, I'm not growing carrots, by the way. Um, if I want to trade them a truckload of carrots and I want a bar of silver, that's my choice. If I want to change that out for a donkey, because I want a donkey, well, then that's my choice too. And I'm not, nobody else is involved. Me and the other individual, that's it. But no, 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 no. No, the government's going to take your little furnace and, and take that away from you. Oh, remember the days when we used to have that that old forced air? Boy, that hot air came right out of them there vents. It was the greatest time, the greatest time to be alive. And here's, let me ask you this. We're pumping natural gas out of these these different caverns. There's a huge one up in Hutchinson, Kansas, just uh, northwest of me. And they have a huge helium um, fields up there where the he- helium fields, where they pull the helium out and all this other stuff. Did you know that w- we pump that out of there and it's like never ending? It's there, There's huge natural gas everywhere. What if we stopped pulling that out of the ground? What do you think that natural gas is going to do that's been replacing itself for decades and centuries now? It's going to start just spewing out of the ground. In reality... Us limiting ourselves to natural gas and other things like that and petroleum, you're probably going to find out that you're going to have a big old blip, 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 and a little bit of oil spill in the backyard. And then you're going to be blamed for it. And you get to you know, do the whole federal cleanup thing because you just bothered to happen to have an oil you know, spill in your backyard that the earth naturally produced because you're toxic. Do you see this? Do you, this is long range stuff. I'm not talking about this tomorrow. But if we stop taking that gas out of the ground, do you think that gas that comes out of the ground over and over and over and over and over again is going to just stay in that ground? No. It's going to find fissures. It's going to find ways to come up out of the ground. And then what happens when those little things go, bam, and they catch on fire? Then what do we do? I mean, the, the unintended consequences. I think that's a pretty good term for most of this. The unintended consequences of making people move to certain things does not benefit does not benefit as a whole you watch you watch no different than this electric car thing by the way guys electric cars are sold at like like one percent or two percent of the uh the world's population or the world's driving population we don't sell electric cars electric cars aren't being bought so we are winning by we are you know voting with our money because we're not buying those pieces of junk that keep trying to force down our throat so keep doing your work out there folks be the difference makers Stand up. All right, I'm Jim Price, Dr. Light Show. Be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host here, Jim Price. Thank you so much. Just a half hour left on the extended lunch hour. You guys are going to have to go back to work here in about 30 minutes. So hang in there. I'm, I'm going to get you through it. All right. It says here, uh, let's see, uh, Anthony Blinken. Anthony Blinken's real message is, I hate the Russians and let the blood flow. Well, that sounds supportive. I mean, That'll end well, won't it? How could anybody misinterpret that? Well, kumbaya, my lord. 
what in the world are we doing here? All right, so speaking in Helsinki on June 2nd, to welcome Finland as NATO's newest member state. Okay, North America trade. Okay, no. No, 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 no. No. So, okay, NATO. I, I, I said the other day it was supposed to be the United Nations was supposed to be disbanded after Russia fell. It's actually NATO was supposed to disband after Russia fell, uh, the Soviet Union. But anyway, I uh, digress. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, which is just really that name, like blinking. Like I said, I think he's blinking all the time. He's a blinker. All right. Uh, he said was dismissive uh, of any talk of ceasefire in Ukraine. Well, why would a warmonger want to stop the war? They've been beating the drums of wars for so long. How could they stop? The rhythm just carries me through. Boom, 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 boom. All right. He says, uh, let's see here. Something desperately needed by uh, see, something desperately needed by an increasingly uh, besieged Ukraine army and citizens. I don't know what he's saying there. Okay, now over the coming weeks and months, Blinken said, some countries will call for a ceasefire. Is he predicting? Is he is he using his his Jedi Knight powers to predict the future that there's going to ask for a ceasefire? Now, over the coming weeks and months, Blinken said, some countries will call for a ceasefire. And on the surface, that surface, that sounds sensible and attractive. Well, really? Are you kidding me, man? A ceasefire sounds attractive? Huh. After all, who doesn't want war, warring parties to lay down the arms? Well, who doesn't, Anthony Blinken? Tell us. Please tell us that who it is that doesn't want them to lay down their arms. What Could it be you and your buddies? It says here, who doesn't want the killing to stop? But a ceasefire that simply freezes current lines in place and inevitably puts uh, Putin in control of uh, over the territories he seized and then the rest uh, rearm and reattack. Uh, oh, then rest, rearm, and reattack. That is just not, and uh, th this is how he says, this is not a just and lasting peace. Wait, okay, so wait on. So because we said where we're at, we're all going to stop and we're going to quit throwing things at each other, wasting $500 million a day in Stinger missiles to uh, that we keep giving to Ukraine to shoot at Russia, the Gazarian Mafia. That, guys, I'm telling you right now, if you don't know, okay, stop. Everybody stop what they're doing, pull over the side of the road, put your computer down, whatever it is, put your pen down, open your eyes, eat, listen. Everybody use their ears. Everybody looking forward, listen to Jimmy's voice here. The Ukrainian war is the Gazarian Mafia fighting Russia that is exposing the child trafficking and the human trafficking and the bio labs and all the crap we've been doing there because Ukraine is a non-Hague country, a non-extradition country, a non-passport country. It means you could come in and out without being traced. See, there's no passport. No passport. Got your papers. Nothing. Okay, you get an authenticated birth certificate from your State Department, and you use your, your authenticated birth certificate to move in and out, and it's not stamped, it's not recorded, and that's why they don't want you in Ukraine or finding out anything about Ukraine. That's why they don't want Russia there. We are fighting the mafia. We are fighting the dirty, crummy people of the establishment. Okay? Please, please, folks, stop. Stop with the bleeding heart Ukraine stories and the... Oh, man. Have you seen the live videos of downtown Kiev where the city streets are still open and the and the cafes and people are shopping and eating dinner and 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 just continuing on life? Have you guys seen this? Well, see, that's because you you won't. 
because you live in America. And this is where we lie to each other as a matter of practice. And why is it that the, some guy, some Jim Price, some guy who spent his life trying to defend our country, I spent 18 years keeping our military safe, making sure that they were going to make sure that they were not going to be injured or hurt. I was putting in security systems like they have in the Capitol building, designing, building, and training for the, the, the military, how to use the exact systems that I put in, the, uh, in our military facilities. I put, they have them in the Capitol building. Same thing. Capitol building, military installation, all the same, same. I spent 18 years of my life. You don't think I'm patriotic? You don't think I love this country? I'm not lying to you about what, how bad we are and how bad we look on the world stage. We're a bunch of creeps. And how is it that I'm the only one? Well, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of people saying this. But you're not tuning into them. Because it's not favorable. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't make me get all salute and put my hand on my heart and do the Star Spangled Banner thing and all that. No. Because it's really dirty what we're doing over there. And the fact that we're spending trillions of dollars across this globe to get government chemicals in your body, the fact that we're spending trillions of dollars on advertising, we're still pushing today to get that government chemical put in your arm. I've heard radio commercials across this country. I've seen TV commercials across this country. Because, you know, I travel, guys. I was in South Dakota this last weekend speaking there at an event. And I hear this stuff. And they're still advertising the COVID shot. That same country that's doing that, you think that, that we're not doing it everywhere else? You think, that, oh, we're just being, we're being mean just to Americans. We're only mean to Americans. No, we are, not, we are on the wrong side of history on this. We got it wrong, guys. And as soon as you admit you're a problem, that you're a problem that's that first step to recovery, right? You've got to admit you're the problem. We are the problem. And we're going to fix this because we're not going to be these people going into the annals of history. We're not going to let them write in history about us being a bunch of sit-around nothings, a bunch of potatoes on the couch. I don't want to be like the guy who supposedly won the election in 2020, the potato who sat in his basement and suddenly became the most popular human being on earth to win the most powerful seat on the globe. Come on. I don't want to be like that guy. I want to get out there. And I want to show people in the streets how I feel about it. I want to show people as they see me coming, they know who I am and what I stand for. And there's no question where I'm at. But the sad part of it is, is we keep talking about Ukraine as if it's still like this, so we, or some, oh, we're just trying to help them from the big bad oh, Russians. <laughs> Ukraine belongs to Russia. Okay, get over it. Move on. The sad part of it is we don't want to talk that way. Guys, we have to get past that part of the, the messaging. But this guy here, this Anthony Blinken, is telling you which side of history to be on right now. Anthony Blinken, this is, this, is your, this is your Secretary of State. Now, over the coming weeks and months, some countries will call for a ceasefire. He has a crystal ball? Is he using looking glass to see into the future, to peer into the future, to see what the future may really bring? See, this is a problem for me. This guy right here tells me where I need to be with Ukraine. So it goes on to say, uh, when a free people like Ukraine, uh, when a free people like the Ukrainians have uh, at their back the support of free nations around the world, nations who recognize their fate and freedom, their rights and securities are uh, bound together. The force they possess is not merely uh, immense. It's unstoppable. Blinken's told this person. Um, the sad part of this is, oh, he says the real message might be put more bluntly 
I hate the Russians and let the blood flow. That is Blinken's word. Folks, you want me? You, you, do you want me to tell you which side to be on, or are you going to let Blinken's words tell you what side to be on? All right, do you understand the truth that I am telling you here about what's really going on in Ukraine? It's breathtaking how bad it really is. What about the 1,500 biolabs that we've got going in ta- uh, Taiwan? You guys want to talk about that at all? Why it is we're manufacturing and tinkering with science and trying to be God in, in Taiwan as well as Ukraine? Anytime you see the old administration, the old establishment get their, their, their old feathers in a ruffle, that's when you need to know that you should pay attention because we're on the wrong side of things. We're not on the right side of this. Blinken is telling you his real message might be put more bluntly. I hate the Russians and let the blood flow. Wow. 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 I mean, guys, like I said earlier on the show, you know, if uh, if we got some, you know, if old Graham is against Putin, Putin's my buddy. I said this about a year and a half ago, long before this whole thing started, before the saber rattling, rattling started, before we started beating the war drums. Boom, 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 here comes the war. Boom, boom. No. I was telling you guys back then, I'm going to tell you now, it's all a lie. And stop buying into the lie. Stop being those people. You've got to be the difference makers that stand up and say, you know what, that's all BS. And it's not BS, like, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's not the good stuff. It's the bad stuff. It's not the fertilizer kind. So this is what you're living with, is that these people are willing to go out here and just say what they want to say, and then nobody's really holding them accountable. Um, old John Kerry, uh, he's going he's gonna to spout in here. The world population nearing 10 billion people by the middle of this century is unsustainable. U.S. Special Climate Envoy <laughs> John Kerry declares on Wednesday before setting off <laughs> to his future plans for planet Earth. Uh, the U.N. projects saying the figure uh, the, the figure will balloon to 6.7 billion in the middle of the century. And that's from AFP. So who really cares about them? And Kerry told the outlet his fears for the future. I don't think it's sustainable personally. We need to figure out how we're going to deal with the issue of sustainability and the numbers of people we're trying to take care of on the planet. If you ever give every human being, I think the math is right. If you give every human being 900 square feet in Texas, you cannot fill up Texas with every single human being on Earth. That means the rest of the Earth is vacant of people. If everybody on Earth got and just stood inside the te- the border the borders of Texas, just everybody just had their own nine hundred square feet. You can't fill up Texas, and then we still have the rest of the world. So please, humanity, please tell me how we're running out of space. All right, guys, we got a commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. That's all I ever get from you. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, 
shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. <laughs> Alrighty then. Welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Guys, have a question or comments, you just want to run me down on the ground or tell me how great I am, either way, uh, Jim Price at thejimpriceshow.com. That's the email. Or just go to thejimpriceshow.com. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and all those other places out there that want to censor your speech. Except for Cloud Hub. Cloud Hub is the only one that I do not see doing that. I'm on Rumble, and we all know that Rumble's part of the uh, New York Stock Exchange, so they have been tainted. They know that they cannot do as they will because they are bowing down to their makers. Let me go with this. World Economic Forum has actually got a way to fix this whole uh, 10 billion people thing. And they got seven foods that's going to make it so much better to live on this human earth, boy. Because there's so many people and the world is so finite. The world is so small. We're barely going to make it. Oh, we're all falling off the edge. Make some room. Ah, oh, you're not lying to me, you bunch of idiots. All right, well, let's play along for a second. All right, so this video they have here, the Wicked World, not gonna, and this is on Twitter. So I'm just going off their, their page here. Algae, full of fatty acids and antioxidants. And it produces oxygen while it grows. So get yourself some algae, guys. That's their number one. Uh, number two, lentils, because lentils have, uh, uh, you know, uh, they have uh, they have less of a car, uh, climate footprint. <laughs> yeah, growing beans has a less of a climate footprint. Plowing those fields and everything that goes into the ground. Yeah, plowing the birds and or not the bird, you know the. The voles and the moles and the rabbits and all the other things that plowing them all under to make sure you have some beans to eat. That'll fix the climate. All right. Uh, and they're, nur- they're nourishing and they make you feel they just flourish in water. And this other one, I don't know what this is. Fano, 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 F O N I O. I have never heard of this. It looks like, um, looks like little beads of something. Anyway, it says that it's, um, it's nicknamed the lazy farmer's crop because it grows so easy. Hey, lazy, we can grow this 
these little beads of things, and then it'll feed you. And it's full of um, uh, final. It thrives in a, a sandy and acidic soils. And then it didn't say what was nutritious about it, but that's what you should eat. And then the next one is okra. Now I love me some okra. You fry it up. You you pickle it. You know I'm I'm good with okra, but okra is a pain in the butt to grow. So don't don't think that that's going to be out there. And then there's a uh, more moringa moringa. It looks like it's on a tree or something. Here it says. Oh, the miracle tree is fast growing and drought resistant. So they that's all they said. They didn't tell you what was going to do to your feed you with anything, but oh, it has A, B, and C, iron, amino acids. Um, and you could add it to meals and smoothies. Oh, wait, no, no, no. That's that's uh yeah, 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 that's that tr- well, no, this is spinach. <laughs> oh no, you're supposed to grind it up into a nutritious powder. That's what they're saying here. Oh, sorry. So you take these big, long bean things off the tree, and then you grind them up, and then you, yeah, because they probably suck to eat. Then the next one is spinach. By the way, too much spinach in your diet is actually toxic to the human body, but they're saying spinach, Popeye's favorite snack, is loaded with vitamin A, iron, and flavonoids, flavonutrients. Guys, there are things out there that are toxic to us. Now, mushrooms, I completely agree with. If you guys are not eating at least two pounds of mushrooms, uh, what is it, about two pounds of mushrooms per month or a pound of mushrooms per month, will actually increase your health exponentially. We are more bioidentical to mushrooms than we are anything else, even the monkeys. So I know that they all say that we're monkeys or our cousins and this and that, but um, I don't think you guys realize that mushrooms are super, super Super amazing for you, not just in health, but also mental health and other things. Uh, there's great uh, things out there. Now, they only given us five here. Where's the other two here? We're looking out for them. Are you lying to me? Where's it at? What'd you do? You lied to me. Come on. Where's the other two? Oh, this video sucks. I'm sitting here trying to get this video to work. Maybe they heard me talking about him. They're like, this guy's making fun of our video. Cut him off. He's, not, he's saying bad things about our video. Make that guy stop. Well, John Kerry, um, you you started it. So as he flew away on his j- private jet, you know, he wanted to let us all know that, you know, the growth here on Earth is unsustainable. And, and uh, you need to make sure and get your carbon credits. Um, you guys signed up under my affiliate code, John Kerry. That way I get credit for it. Be a, get under the get on my affiliate. That way I make a percentage on all your carbon credits you buy. Guys, you don't see any of this is like the these are the greatest scams. This is the greatest scam. I mean, American, Medi- uh, American Medical Association is a scam. The Department of Education is a scam. The FBI is a scam. The CIA is a scam. If you tell you guys want to fight about it, fight me. Come on, tell me the FBI is not a scam. What are they doing? That's what are they really doing? Tell me about the Hunter Biden laptop. Tell me about Anthony Weiner's laptop. Tell me about the Hillary Clinton emails. Do it. All right, we got to call our Mikey out there. Hey Jim. Hey, you brought up hey, my favorite person in the world. Lurch. Uh-oh. I'll take <laughs> and food at the same time. I don't know oh, if there you people go. realize Lurch has been over in Ireland, and he's helping to uh, to whack 65,000 cows a year. They want to give the oh. Irish dairy farmers 3,000 3, euros per cow. Wow. And, then the, and then the Irish um, want to increase their population by, uh, they want to double their population by 2040. Uh-huh. Wow. They're bringing in all these migrants. So if so, you get rid of the cows, you allows for more people? Is that what we're doing? We're exchanging one for one? 
Well, yeah, that's, that what, that's not, yeah, that's what I'm trying to think about. Well, wait a minute, you're eliminating your dairy cows and cows for the client. Well, because people don't fart, sir. Right. Are you insinuating I fart? You don't know me, right? But but this is this is the person who's made money off of his uh-huh. his wife who owns the Heinz Corporation. Oh. Okay, if, if we're gonna if we, listen, if we don't have cows to eat, you don't need ketchup then, right? Oh, yeah, because ketchup was invented to cut up rancid meat. That's right. I don't know that. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> so her cows, fortune right? would not exist if not for cows. Th- that's exactly it. The vicious oh, circle. See. Hypocr- okay. Hypocrisy at its best. Isn't it? Are you going to grow yourself some of that algae and those, uh, you know, the lentils and save the world? Well, hey, I have been growing algae on my, my pool cover. Does that count? <laughs> Just does it automatically, right? <laughs> Right, yeah. I mean, yeah. think uh, about how healthy you are already. <laughs> that's right. So, all right, man. I appreciate your call. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, Jeff. We'll see ya. Bye. We'll see you. Bye bye. Well, um, now I will tell you guys. Now, spirulina. I don't know if you guys know what spirulina is, but algae is not actually bad. I will give you this, and that there are there are forms of algae out there that have do have great proteins in them, and uh, they, they're actually like higher in protein than most of like your protein shakes and stuff like that. And they have shown that spirulina actually will heal long-term use of spirulina will heal burns. Yeah, it'll actually go back in and repair scar tissue in your in your cell regeneration process in your skin. Now, I don't have all the details, and I'm not going to quote the science right now, but this that's just the overview. That's the Reader's Digest, you know, title. Don't get me all. I don't want to know where your research comes from, sir. You're crazy. Um, well, crazy. I'll take crazy. I've been called worse. So, uh, this is the world you live in, right? So understand that you guys have these abilities to go out and do amazing things for your body. Uh, let me tell you guys, when we talk about health, only thing that I, I do not take vitamins. And that's not what you told me, Jim. You take all kinds of stuff. I take minerals. If you realize that everything I recommend to you guys from chromium picolinate, chromium picolinate, if you are pre-diabetic or diabetic, you are not diabetic, you're insulin resistant, Chromium picolinate is amazing mineral. Iodine is, a, 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 you know, Lugol's iodine, amazing mineral. Uh, the different things. I The only thing I take is a tart cherry, which helps lower the pH of my blood and keeps cancer cells and blemishes uh, on my face off. So minerals. That's what I do. But anyway, we can talk about that later. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. It's been fantastic having you here on your extended lunch hour. You guys are great. Thank you so much for being a part of the WYSL family. Do not forget to go out and help us out whenever you can. We've got to keep the lights on. All right, guys, we'll talk to you soon. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.